Welcome to a trauma-informed future. This podcast helps us envision how we can create a trauma-informed future for us all. I'm Katie Kurtz, a trauma-informed training expert who believes in honoring the origins of this approach by ushering it into the future in a way that's inclusive, doable, and non-negotiable. If you are someone who wants to exist in spaces that allow you to access safety, build trust, and honor your full humanity, then you are in the right place. A trauma-informed future is possible when we come together to create it, and that begins right now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a Trauma-Informed Future podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kurtz. I am so grateful you're here, and I just want to take a moment to really extend my gratitude. We are almost at the close of this first season of a Trauma-Informed Future podcast, and I am just so humbled by everyone who has shared this podcast with other people, have shared how it's impacted them, the reviews, the ratings, all of those things. I am just so humbled and grateful that these conversations are resonating and that we are building a groundswell of people who desire to build a trauma-informed future. And acknowledging that future begins now with every action, every attention, every step we take. So thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you today about everything you need to know about choosing a trauma-informed training, which I will preface is really all the questions you should be asking rather than all the answers that I may have. People are being more discerning about who they invest their time, energy, and money with. Being trauma-informed is a signal to others that you are unwilling to settle for subpar in your leadership, that you're committed to skillfully promoting safety, to be accountable, to reduce harm, and hold people's full humanity. This approach is becoming the expectation, not the exception. So we're seeing an incredible amount of new opportunities to become trauma-informed. I wanted to spend today's episode talking about things to consider some yellow flags and green flags so you can make an informed decision on how you become trauma-informed or seek out continuing education to strengthen your trauma-informed approach. I want to be sure that you remember the first four episodes are really supportive in helping us create shared language and understanding around this podcast and when we're talking about with trauma and trauma-informed care. Episode two is really helpful to come back to because I talk about the history and origins of trauma-informed care, of where we're at and where we're going. A reminder that there's no universal language or adaptation of trauma-informed care. The most notable or what I call traditional model is that SAMHSA model, the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration model that was developed here in the U.S. that is used as the standard. But again, Trauma-informed care is not a standard of care yet, even in the mental health and human services fields. So just keep that in mind as you look at the various expressions of trauma-informed care that have occurred since that model. In this episode, I want to talk about five things to consider when you are looking for either to begin a trauma-informed training or to engage in something for continuing education to strengthen your approach. The first thing is, what is the focus of the training or workshop? If it's a specific trauma-informed training, what is it for? Is it a 101, like a basic understanding? Is it advanced? Is it a specific topic? Is it a certification program? What is the, the focus? What do you desire to really focus on? What do they specifically 
focus on? What are their expectations of the training? Who are they for? Does it align for you? The second thing I would encourage you to do is look at who is providing this training, who is sponsoring it, who is delivering the content. Look at their about page, their bios. People who are delivering specific trauma-informed trainings ideally should have experience in facilitating and utilizing the approach. So a reminder that trauma-informed care isn't something you learn in a 45-minute class and then become a teacher in. Like any skill, that's not realistic. You need to learn and then engage and grow and practice. Now, I am not here to say there is a specific guideline of what this looks like. This can look differently for everyone. There is no regulation or specific certification or anything that says you are a qualified trauma-informed trainer. So again, be discerning. Ask a lot of questions. Be sure that there's some sort of information about who you're learning from so you can make sure they're aligned with you. Good things to consider here are where did they learn the approach? Who did they learn from? So their learning lineage, what qualifications they have, where do they practice trauma-informed care, etc. The third thing to consider is the content of the training. So what exactly, if you know the focus and who's delivering it, what exactly will be delivered? What is inside the content of the actual training? If it's a trauma-informed training, you definitely want to be sure that there is a beginning emphasis on creating a strong foundation of understanding what trauma is, its impact, its insidious nature, likely about the different types of trauma, the nervous system. This is going to be different for everyone. Some people really focus quite in-depth on understanding trauma and the neuroscience of things, which if that's something you specifically want to learn, then maybe you're going to look for that in the content. You want to be sure that you're looking at what the content is. A reminder here, though, is if a training only is focusing on developing knowledge and awareness of what trauma is and not on the skill development of using that knowledge to inform how you show up, then it might not necessarily be a trauma-informed training. It may just be about developing a trauma awareness. Another thing to consider is if you are learning about the depths of trauma and then the focus of those skills and tools is about responding to people's trauma, then you're looking at a trauma-responsive training, which may be outside of your scope of practice or professional boundaries. Unless you are really looking to advance your skills and to be in a training that allows you to develop uh, trauma resolution skills to work with people in their healing process, Trauma-responsive trainings are really specific to those types of professions. So again, look at the content and ask questions and be discerning. You also want to be looking at format. What is the format of this training? Is it virtual? Online? Is it in person? Is it hybrid? What is the time frame of delivery? Is it an hour? Is it 10? Is it 30? What exactly is entailed in the content delivery? Is it all at once? Is it paced? Is it live? This will help you first determine your best learning style for yourself and your capacity, but also to determine, is it being delivered too much, too fast, too soon and overwhelmed to your nervous system? Are there clear expectations? Unfortunately, a lot of trauma-focused trainings aren't necessarily delivered in a trauma-informed manner. So be discerning, really ask questions, make sure there's a lot of clarity in what the format and delivery of the training is. 
And the last thing is, what is the support after the training? Trauma-informed care is an evolution. It's not an arrival. It's not something you can just check a box off of a training list and be done. A lot of people right now are providing certifications in trauma-informed care, whether it's trauma-informed coaching, trauma-informed insert, whatever you want here. Please be discerning about certifications. There's a difference between being certified in a body of work or a methodology versus receiving a certification of completion, which means someone is certifying that you did complete the training. So it's just certifying your completion of the training, not in the specific modality or methodology or framework. Certifications are a little bit gray because there isn't any regulatory body overseeing trauma-informed care. So to be certified in something, I would have questions of who is determining that? How is that vetted? What is then the ongoing support after the certification for continuing education, for ongoing learning, peer support, mentorship, supervision? Because trauma-informed care is an evolution. So how do we continue to stay strong in our skill practice, community practice, to ensure we're receiving mentorship and peer support, et cetera, as we evolve as trauma-informed leaders? So those are the five things to consider when you are determining to take a trauma-informed training. I'll repeat them now. It's look at the focus of the training. Look at who the trainers are. What is the content of the training? What is the format of which the content and training is being delivered? And what is the support during and after for that training? For example, I'm going to share Cultivate, my trauma-informed training for facilitators and space holders, to give you an example of how to look for those five things in a training. So first and foremost, the focus of Cultivate is an integrative professional training for facilitators, space holders, and service providers to develop or strengthen their trauma-informed approach through an embodied learning practice. The trainer is me. I'm a qualified trainer. I have over 15 years experience. I'm a subject matter expert in trauma-informed care. I have lived and learned experiences blended through my social work and coaching experiences. Plenty of references. Happy to always answer questions about my bio, my learning lineage, etc. And it's very clearly stated on my about page so that people can see that and it's reminded throughout my website as well. The content of Cultivate is very explicitly detailed on my sales page for enrollment so people can see the outline of the curriculum, the different methodologies I utilize, and I even provide a inside look at the delivery and format of the training, which is online. Each module, there are six modules, it's 10 hours total, which are delivered over the course of three months with integration breaks and integration support calls and is all on a virtual online platform that's securely just for that cohort and people receive lifetime access to it. I also provide a live option where the content's delivered in three days with an integration support call. And then people, again, have access to myself for guidance, integration support, and they receive lifetime access. So you can see here the focus, the content, the trainer, the format, and then the last thing is support. So throughout the training, people receive coaching, mentorship, subject matter expertise support throughout the training. And then afterwards, there's also options for integration support, community, tools, etc. It's just an example of how that's laid out and things to look for. And again, please ask questions. 
If someone is truly in integrity and leading trauma-informed care out loud, they will be more than happy to answer questions. Also, I really hope that some people who are delivering these trainings are very transparent on their website because it's usually where people are going for information. So if you are a trauma-informed trainer, be sure that these things are really clear on your website. There's a clear about page, the who, what, when, where of all the specifics of your training, that you have really clear guidelines and expectations so people can make a consensual and informed decision. Okay, so let's look at the yellow flags and green flags when it comes to choosing a trauma-informed training. A reminder here, these are just considerations. I have a lot more questions than answers. Nothing here is prescriptive or my way is the best way. It's all invitational. So just keep this in mind. Always pause, ask questions, be discerning. Ask for references. Ask for people who have taken the training before that you can speak to someone. These are all options for you to make the best choice for you. Here are a few yellow flags. Again, yellow means pause, ask questions, and discern. So if you come across a training that you're really interested in and it's a certification training, can you find out from the webpage, the sales page, what the process is for certification? And is there any follow-up or vetting how you maintain the certification? So being sure you ask those questions. A yellow flag for me is if there is a lacking about page. I don't know how many times, unfortunately, I have gone to look at different trauma-informed trainings, and I cannot figure out who is actually leading the training. And if there is an about page, it doesn't tell me anything about what qualifies this person to deliver this training. I'm not saying we need to create a ton of gatekeeping or have really stringent guidelines, but I need to know exactly what qualifies someone to be a trainer on this approach that's very nuanced and complex and needs to be delivered with a lot of intention. Again, a yellow flag for me is if there is a trauma-focused training of any kind, is it actually delivered and formatted in a trauma-informed way? You would be surprised at how many trauma-focused trainings exist but they're not delivered in a trauma-informed way where there's lack of consent and options. There's an overwhelming pace. We're not considering the lived experiences of people who may take this training. A reminder again that trauma-informed is different than being trauma-aware and trauma-responsive. In the early episodes, especially episode two, I share the breakdown of the trauma competency framework from aware, mindful, informed, and responsive. So please be discerning in which type of training you're seeking out and what the actual content of the training is and who it's for. Some other yellow flags to be aware of is how is it being marketed and sold? Are the prices clearly transparently shared? When you are being sold to for this training, how do you feel? How does it resonate? Again, some people may be trauma-informed in the work they teach or train, but their business may not be. And I shared recently a podcast episode where I will link in the show notes about how I personally didn't apply trauma-informed care to my business for a long time, and now it's comprehensively infused throughout everything I do. Be mindful of promises being made. Remember, anyone promising you're going to solve all the world's problems in a 45-minute training I would have a lot of questions about that. So really be discerning, be mindful of certain promises being made, and again, remembering this is an evolution, not an arrival. And another yellow flag, and this one's really important to remember, and I've shared this a lot over the course of this podcast, 
is that is this training that you may be interested in intersectional? Is the trainer, trainers, and the program identifying and acknowledging systems of harm and oppression that we exist in? Are they doing the tandem work of anti-oppression work? Are they acknowledging and baking that into the training that you would be receiving? So it's another thing to consider. Ask questions. Be discerning. I am going to continue to repeat that because it's so important. So here are some green flags, things that really make me happy to see. I love seeing these things. Again, still ask those questions and be discerning, but these are some really good things to see if you are someone who delivers trauma-informed care to make sure you include or for somebody who is thinking about signing up for a training. If you see these things, they are fantastic. Clear bios of trainers. What are their learning lineages? How do they practice? Are they doing what they're saying? How are they not just saying what they value? Are they leading those values out loud? Their transparency on the format and the content. I love details. I want a lot of clarity. I want to make a really informed decision. And I want to determine, do I have the capacity to show up right now in this season of life with my many adult responsibilities to this training? And will I be held, fully held in my humanity in this space? Are there open pathways of communications to answer questions? Are the people willing to answer my questions? Are they following up with me in a timely way? Do they have a diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging statement, or they demonstrate these values and it's embedded into their trauma-informed care models? So again, this is tandem work. We can't have one without the other. This is a bonus, but I would definitely love to see more integrative practices. So do they have their scope of practice statement? Do they have a harm repair plan? Things like that in place. Those are big bonuses for me. Again, I lead from an integrative trauma-informed care model, and these are tenants and core principles of what I teach and what I lead out loud. So those, when I see those things, I get really happy and really assured that this is probably going to be a good decision for me. I hope as you either begin to think about becoming trauma-informed or strengthening your trauma-informed approach, that as you look at different workshops or trainings or certifications, that you can definitely be mindful and discerning and ask a lot of questions so that you can make the best decision for you, that you can honor your capacity, your lived experiences, your identities, and your humanity in the process, that you can find trainers that you really align with that you can access the best education for you so that it enhances your existing skill set and it really affirms your gifts and abilities to be with whatever space or people you work with. I hope that you can find trainings that you are fully seen and heard and held in and that really expand upon your knowledge, tools, and skills. I want to give a gentle reminder that if you are curious about becoming trauma-informed and specifically learning about an integrative trauma-informed approach, Cultivate My Trauma-Informed Spaceholding Training is open for enrollment until September 5th. For the last several years, I have been reimagining what trauma-informed care could look like if it were inclusive and accessible for all people and professions. During this time, I developed frameworks and methodologies to create an integrative trauma-informed care approach, which I have used to train thousands of professionals in multiple industries across six continents. And I've become a subject matter expert that brings a vast lens of integrative instruction to embody these skills across many client experiences. 
This training is an embodied learning approach to learn an integrative trauma-informed care practice. It's for space holders, facilitators, service providers of all kinds. I've welcomed so many different professions into this training over the last several years, and it's very much focused on building a solid foundation and understanding of trauma and then really specific skills and tools to create an embodied practice that you can apply across your business, your space, whatever it is you do. And we focus on six modules, so it's 10 hours total, delivered either over the course of three months or three days with subject matter expert support, integration breaks, tons of extra bonus resources, because I just don't want you to take another training and not do it. I want you to complete it and actually utilize these skills because we need trauma-informed spaces and programs. Everything was instructionally designed, so it's experiential. You're not just learning about how to hold trauma-informed space, but you're also feeling what it's like to be held in one. Enrollment is now open for our paste and live versions of this training. There are payment plans available as well as accessibility scholarships. And this is something that I really believe in and I embed into everything I do is an economic justice model. So there are different tiers and levels to experience these trainings while creating mutuality and reciprocity that I am still a business. This isn't a hobby or a volunteer job. It's a social impact business. There are accessibility scholarships available for anyone who feels called to access that option. I do offer a few full scholarships for folks and I do prioritize people who hold intentionally or historically marginalized identities. So that application is open. And I say application, but really it's just a very optional consensual form to help me discern in the process of accepting scholarships within my capacity. So enrollment's open until September 5th. I will offer this training again in the new year of 2024. And I discussed a little bit about using that as an example of today's episode of just everything you need to know about trauma-informed trainings. There are so many different types of things out there. So what I hope is that you can find the trainer and the training that is best for you, that, that holds you, that sees you, that gives you everything you need so that you can have an incredible experience. And if that's with me, amazing. I would be honored to share space with you. And if not, I will include in the show notes some trusted referrals for other people's trainings, but also there are so many options. So be sure to ask those questions, be discerning, and take your time in choosing what's best for you. Thank you so much for joining me today and for being a part of us co-creating a trauma-informed future together. I will talk to you soon as we wrap up our final season of this podcast. Thank you so much and take good care. Thank you for listening to a Trauma-Informed Future podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to leave a positive review. You can help be a part of a trauma-informed future by subscribing and sharing this podcast with others. You can listen to all the episodes, view show notes, and access free resources by visiting katie-kurtz.com. A reminder that enrollment is now open for Cultivate my signature trauma-informed facilitation and space-holding training. This comprehensive, experiential training will equip you with the knowledge, skills, and tools to confidently lead with a trauma-informed lens. Enrollment is open until September 5th. For more information, visit katie-kurtz.com cultivate. That's katie-kurtz.com cultivate.